Hello everyone and welcome to the Winging It F1 podcast. The big news from Thursday is that Sebastian Vettel is going to Aston Martin, which is racing point because Sergio Perez is going to leave the team at the end of the season. And here to, the, to discuss it all, I've got Freddie and Adam, as you all know by now. We've done about 20 of these podcasts. Guys, what are your initial thoughts on, on first, let's say, Perez leaving the team? Not surprised. I th- well, I, mm. Mm, I think I, was, I wasn't surprised at Vettel joining. I guess it was always... It felt kind of a, a bit 50-50, maybe leaning towards Stroll staying in my mind. Um, so, yeah, I don't, there wasn't kind of any major, you know, oh, no, or wow. But, you know, it's kind of, I hope he does get, he does get to stay on the grid because I think he does add a lot to F1. Ready? Yeah, I'm pretty similar to Adam. I didn't really, wasn't really surprised to see the news. It was, um, it's been kind of the worst kept secret in the paddock since race four. And this is what race nine, so yeah. it's well, wait, no, like race two. So I think the fact that the only reason it wasn't announced earlier was because Sergio Perez got ill, unfortunately. So um, I'm not really surprised by it. I think it's a good move for Vettel. I think um, if he can recapture ha- sort of his form from uh, every year apart from the last couple, and <laughs> maybe a bit of 2014 too. If he gets rid of that, doesn't use that form when he goes there, then it could be an absolutely stonking move for Aston Martin. It's a bit of a shame for Checo though. So, but the thing is, yesterday, Racing Point team principal, Otmar, Otmar Safnauer, said, we, both of our drivers are under contract and Vettel wasn't even considered. Yet, we found out this morning on Thursday that Vettel is indeed going to... Uh, Aston Martin uh, mm. next year. So, Safnau's a liar, is he? No, nah, someone just needs to let him know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All He's right. sticking to his PR line. He's good at that. Yeah. yeah. And we've yeah. seen Christian Horner do it as well over the years. Yeah, completely. This yeah. is just them saying, yeah. well, you're, you've written all the stories anyway. We know you're just going to click go. So, why are we just going to... We're just going to say stuff. <laughs> so, Vettel to... Uh, Aston Martin is that is that the right move for him? I was a little disappointed Red Bull didn't pick him up. I think for Vettel it is the right move, but it would have been interesting to see Vettel and Max at Red Bull. But he, I think I think it is the right he, move. Yeah, I I think I don't think he would have done well at Red Bull. I think it would have been another chastening experience for him. Um, and yeah, I think it's. It's the right move for him at this stage of his career. He gets he's not just kind of sticking around for the sake of it, kind of a bit like Kimi seems to be mm. doing. You know, he kind of does have something to race for potentially. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think it's the best move he could have made. Really, yeah, he's moving up the grid to um, a team that's got better performance than his team currently. It's a logical move for that regard, and also it's a team that in the next few years is going to have a much, going to have much more impact going to have a bigger title sponsor in the form of Aston Martin which is not just a title sponsor as it is for Red Bull it's an actual works Aston Martin Formula 1 team so he's not like he's going to a random midfield team he, that's just like Racing Point kind of arguably could have been he's mm-hmm. going to a fully fledged outfit and a team that's going to have the investment and the draw 
for talent going into 2022? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think the thing I'm looking forward to most next year is that we know Alonso, Fernando Alonso, who's returning to Renault, really doesn't like Vettel. And Renault <laughs> doesn't like racing points. So put the two together. And if they're near each other on the grid again, like they are this year, it's going to be fireworks yet again with, with those two. For Vettel, is next year the biggest year of his, or biggest season of his career so far, would you say? Um, I, it could be. Like, it kind of depends. I think if he bombs, then it's not going to be like a massive thing. But if he does well, you know, it could be a big year for him. So I think he's kind of, he's got, he's probably got a lot more to gain from this. Um, but equally, I don't, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do well, then I don't think he'll kind of lose that much, I'd say. Maybe Freddie will think differently. Well, because uh, the, the contract detail, I mean, we've seen that Racing Point have been willing to drop a driver for a better driver despite having a contract in the space of today. So, which is what they've done with Perez, that they just, they've paid out the release clause to him to get Vettel. If Vettel's not performing, they will drop him. So, it's, it's a big year in that he's fighting for his career still, I think. I think some of the, the probably, you know, some of his Red Bull years where he made it big and then, you know, kind of established himself as a top driver and then some of the Ferrari years would, I'd say, have been bigger years, especially kind of 2018, but that's when he was challenging mm. for the title with Ferrari. I think those, for me, would be bigger years. He's going to a team where he's not going to have to dictate the strategy every race. He's not going to have to... <clears throat> make the team sort of work, which is what him, he's been doing at Ferrari, particularly notably this season, and what Charles Leclerc has been trying to emulate. And that's why we see Charles Leclerc in kind of sticky spots that Vettel sometimes isn't in, such as Hungary, because he knows how to be a Formula One driver, does Vettel. He's got the year's experience there. And so he can go to a team who have done good strategy calls and have done have sort of, they know how to operate in the midfield, which Ferrari don't. So he's going to a team that's got a, a bit more of a spring in its step at the moment. And that's going to just be, and now with Vettel coming in, then it seems to be a very positive mindset in that team, which you just don't have in Ferrari, which we just presumably will work so much better for a chipper driver like Vettel is, when, like, Vettel, like Vettel can be. Hmm. Quick class, uh, Adam. Uh, I was just going to say, I do quite like the dynamic of Vettel at Ferrari this year, where he's kind of <laughs> like, they, they send him off like at the start of the race, and then he's just like, could do could do anything. They're like, oh, Seb, we think you should do this. And he's just like, nah, probably won't. And <laughs> I, I, I just quite like that. It's like... <laughs> I, I kind of picture like it. operates as an independent for the race and then like comes back <laughs> and... Yeah, I, I really like it. I kind of picture it in testing. Vettel just goes, just comes and goes, right, uh, put this much fuel in the car. I'm going to go and do a race run. Just goes and does a race run, comes to the beginning, <laughs> looks at the telemetry and then changes the, the screws yeah. on and everything himself. And quick last thoughts on Vettel before we quickly talk about Perez. Is Vettel an upgrade on Perez at Aston Martin, do you guys think? Freddie? Uh, I think so. I do yeah. think so. Um, his record of his whole F1 career is there. He went to a top team in Red Bull when he was young and made it work. Perez went to a top team in McLaren and for the most part, couldn't live with Jensen Button. Um, so I'd say, that's yeah, an awful comparison to make, but um, I'd say if he's an upgrade on Perez, but it is, Perez, you know, he's so reliable, isn't he? 
He's such a reliable performer for that team. And he's been there seven years. He knows that team inside out. So they know what they're losing. So mm. they're taking a gamble on Vessel here. But they obviously think... with a gamble? A gamble in losing Perez. Yeah. Not on Vettel, yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay. Pick yeah. me up on that. Adam? I'm... I'm not really sure. I... I maybe think Vettel is maybe a bit overrated. I've, I've, ne- I've never been like a massive Vettel fan and it's, I've kind of not Fandom shouldn't come into it, impartial journalist. Uh, yeah, Freddie, with the Schumacher <laughs> poster behind you. Um, We're not talking about him. And um, I just, I've not, I've not watched his performances too closely this season because he's kind of been a bit more out of the main storyline. Um, but I think, I'd say maybe they're quite similar, equally matched drivers, Vettel and Perez, and then it's kind of weighing up the kind of knowledge of Perez being in the team, as Freddie said, kind of knowing what they're getting and that he's there. He's, you know, with every time you bring a new driver in, you know, there's got to be some adaption. Um, and there wouldn't have been a Perez in stage versus kind of the kudos of having a four time world champion driving for you. I'd say kind of, you know, it's kind of weighing up that a little bit but I'm not I think he would have been an upgrade on Stroll I don't think he's an upgrade on Perez okay that's interesting I think for me it's all about the car really because at Red Bull uh, the car suited Vettel down to the ground with its high downforce package (coughs) Aston Martin as a car which is to Vettel's liking I think he'll he'll shine if it doesn't, though, then we could see the mistakes that he's been making over the last few years. And I think a lot of people think, oh, he's going to Aston Martin, it might rejuvenate him back to his Red Bull years. But I'm not not too sure, because he, he will be back in the mid-pack, I guess. It so could be. Interesting. I think yeah. the environment of the team is going to be a very interesting thing to look at, because mm. um, we've already mentioned his, his sort of role in Ferrari being, what's it, like he's not got a, really like a manager. Ferrari, whereas you look at Christian Horner in Red Bull when he was there, he was very much, and Rocky, his engineer at Red Bull, they were very much sort of in charge with Vettel, of Vettel basically, sorry. So he's going into Racing Point where I hope if he can get into a situation where he is, a, he's in a good environment there, then I think he will perform better than he would do at Ferrari. Yeah, okay. The last, I think the last thing to say about Aston Martin, I have seen rumours already that Adrian Newey might jump ship to join the team for the 2022 wow. season yeah, with Vettel. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. Just rumours so far. Let's talk about Perez, though. Where does this leave him? Haas, Alpha, IndyCar, somewhere else? Hopefully still in Formula 1, I think. Um, it'd, be a, it'd be a bit of a, a sore situation if, if Perez left Formula 1. There have been links with him back to Sauber, which is old team, so Alfa Romeo now, um, which would be a, a bit of a rude awakening for him, frankly to drop that far down the grid from where he qualified third in Monza to, um, I don't know whether Giovinazzi and Raikkonen qualified. Raikkonen just got into Q2 and that was Raikkonen's, I think, Alfa's first Q2 appearance or something of the year. So that's like, it's not necessarily going to be, it's just that is going to be clutching at straws to stay on the grid. But whichever team he goes to, he can bring his Carlos Slim Mexico money. I think if he goes to somewhere like Haas, that could be utilised very well because they're, they're tight on a budget and that's really ha- not helped them this past year with their tricky car. If they can get, yeah. they use the money, then they can, I think, do a bit better with Haas if he can go there. 
Yeah. Adam, what did you predict him again a few months ago? I can't remember. Was it Hassi? Yeah. yeah. You still um, stand by that? Yeah, I think I think as Freddie said, he'd improve a lot of teams on the grid and I think Hass would probably benefit a lot from that. So yeah, I'd I'd still stand by that and I think him and Magnuson would be a tasty driver pairing. Um I guess the other option could be Red Bull. I don't personally agree that that'd be a good I'd move. I'd love to see that. But, that, <laughs> but if they if they do want to go outside of the driver academy and the junior driver program, he'd be probably the best or one of the best drivers they could pick up um, in that. So I think that you know if I was if I was his agent, I'd certainly be kind of inquiring, pushing there. Um, He's got a very good agent manager. It's a guy called Julian Jacoby. He used to be Ayrton Senna's manager. Well, yeah, good pedigree there. Yeah, but, yeah. I think I, I still think Haas is the most likely and yeah best fit. IndyCar's an I, interesting one though. Maybe yeah, talk more about that. Yeah, I, I thought IndyCar in the silly season podcast we did. Although I thought he would stay with Racing Point, but now he hasn't. Yeah, uh, IndyCar is possible, but. I will be very, very surprised if he isn't on the grid, purely because he is a very reliable, consistent driver. He's shown that over his whole career, and he brings in the money as well. If he isn't on the grid, I'll be shocked, quite frankly, and it'll be devastating for, for F1. <laughs> a Red Bull, mm-hmm. you having him at Red Bull would be really exciting, I think. But yeah, I think Haas is probably, Haas or Alpha is probably, probably the most likely destinations. So I think that's our very quick podcast for once then just, just one more, one more um, thing I'll lengthen it a bit more but just one more <laughs> thing kind of when we spoke before on um, in our silly season podcast I think then um, we kind of when we, when we were weighing up Stroll or Perez and we said kind of this decision will say will you know give a massive indication of why Lawrence Stroll has invested so much and bought um Yeah, and and (laughs) got the Aston Martin link in there too. And it's not kind of for him to become an F1 tycoon primarily. It looks to be to get his son into a race-winning car and hopefully fighting for championships. That's his son who's fought in the championship now. Yeah, but I just think that's kind of the... You know, that shows that that was the main kind of drive for him doing it rather than getting to this stage but actually you know just thinking I want to I want to have you know be ruthless and have a successful F1 team at all costs I think yeah okay well, I, think, I think that's it then yeah, yeah a quick 20 minute podcast or so from us we will be back on Sunday to review the Tuscany whatever Grand Prix thousand Ferrari all that stuff Freddie knows what it's called uh, yeah say. on Sunday So we'll see you for that and goodbye. Bye.